You are now tuned in to the Decoding Success Podcast, where we reveal game-changing habits, formulas, and routines from the world's most successful individuals to help you think and live larger. What is going on? It is your host, Matt Labrie, here to bring you another episode of the Decoding Success Podcast. And today, I am so excited because I have a very special guest joining the show. And on top of that, I have a special surprise for all all of you who are tuning in right now, I know how success-driven the listeners of this show are, so I was literally thinking to myself, what could I potentially do to help contribute to the growth of the listeners here on this show outside of the show and outside of my content? So with that said, I have officially partnered up with Audible to deliver you a free audiobook of your choice. Now, audiobooks are one of the best ways to consume information while on the go. And personally, I love them because I am never not on the move, just like a lot of you. Whether I'm in the gym, commuting on a plane or a car or taking a walk, or I'm just looking to relax, I tune into Audible and dive into any book of my choice. Now to claim it, it's actually pretty simple. All you have to do is go over to audibletrial.com forward slash decoding success. And all you have to do is click try Audible for free. Pretty simple, right? And with all of that good news being shared, I have an amazing individual joining us today, my friend Chelsea Cross. Chelsea is one of America's leading millennial influencers, LinkedIn-rated top 20 millennial marketing and brand strategist, a sought-after keynote speaker who is literally traveling the globe impacting lives, a Forbes contributor, and the host of Millennial Talk, whose influence shapes marketing strategies of not only small businesses, but Fortune 500 corporations as well. She has sat on the board of Cosmopolitan Magazine as a millennial board member and has been a brand ambassador for many notable and diverse brands such as Intel, MasterCard, IBM, Skype, TurboTax, and so many more. Now, Chelsea brings immense value to the show and drops so much insight. So let's dive right in. Chelsea, thank you for joining us today. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. And congrats with the podcast launch. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So the way I start these episodes off is to ask every interviewee how they define success. So with that said, how do you define it? Already with the tough questions. No, okay. Um, <laughs> that's such a good question. And I also feel like it's a really complex question at the same time. Because personally, I think there is no definition for success or, or one size fits all definition. I think every person defines what success means to them, right? And to me, how I define success constantly changes and evolves for me um, as I grow and personally and professionally. But ultimately, to me, success is when you are happy what you do every day and have have you know accumulated success um, monetarily in a way that you're just financially free. You are not worried about you know the day to day money worries, right? of just entrepreneurship in life. And you have, you know, I'm financially fit to the point where I could travel and explore the world and not have to worry about pension pennies. Like truly, when my husband and I talk about what does success mean, it's having enough means to be able to travel wherever, whenever, see the world and money's not a problem. Um, and, and just loving what you do every day. And I know you've definitely been seeing the world recently. You were you were all over, which is awesome. Now, <laughs> <laughs> my question to you in regards to that, you know, the whole happiness and the accumulation of money, how do you stay on track for 
you know, getting after that, because obviously there's going to be days where you're not happy. There might be days where you even take a loss, right? We're in business, you know, you're going to take a loss. So how do you stay on track? Totally. Well, not every year is going to be your best year. Not every day is going to be your best day. And when you're an entrepreneur, you have to understand that, right? You have to know that the the game of entrepreneurship is a roller coaster ride. And you have to be able to um, handle the ups and downs and the, and the loop-de-loops because there are. Um, so to me, how you stay on that grind and how you keep persistent and motivated and you know keep the fire burning is one, you have to unplug at times. And because of technology and because of our you know lovely iPhones, it's hard to unplug because we could be out of the office or not working, you know, air quote, but we get a no- notification on our phone, we see an important email, we're answering it. I mean like unplug, like let your phone die. Like I, I have certain weekends a month where I literally let my phone die and when it dies, oh, you know, I'm just not available, right? And you have to do that so that you don't hit your wall. You don't hit mental burnout. You have to unplug to reboot. So I'm very big on that. Um, Also, I believe as an entrepreneur, you need to solidify your foundation. Like what is your foundation? What is your skill set? What is your expertise? Where do you provide value? What is your target audience? You know, what the hell is your message? Um, What are you offering as a service or product offering to make money? Like, right, that is all the foundation that you need to figure out. And within that foundation, solidify your skill set. Is it editing? Is it coding? Is it marketing? Is it social media? Is it photography? What is that specialized skill set? Master it. And then continue to layer to your foundation and layer to your skills, right? Because we should always be students so that business doesn't become boring. So you're not doing the same thing over and over again as you're evolving, as you're honing different skills and layering on or or adding strategic partners to offer additional service offerings. Then not doing the same thing every damn day really helps it not be boring and always be exciting. Because, you know, I literally wear a different hat every day. Not one day is the same as the as the next. Um, so I say if you know, so establish that foundation hone and specialize that skill set, master it so that you can then layer on and evolve what you do on the day-to-day and also evolve how you make money, additional revenue streams, additional revenue streams, then you're not making the same, you're not held bent to one thing over and over and over again. That's where boring, mundane burnout is going to get you. For sure. And you know what really resonates with me is that whole unplugging and disconnecting for the first time in literally ever, you know, in 26 years, I actually turned my phone off for a full day on Sunday. And one how good was that? And it was absolutely amazing. And on top of that, what I do when I do solo episodes with this show is I do a quick breathing exercise before we actually hop into the topic to really, you know, declutter the mind. So I could definitely resonate with that. And I think that's awesome advice. Absolutely. You know what? And then one other thing to go with, you know, unplugging and turning the phone off. Here's another thing that I really do uh, when I'm kind of in that, you know, when you're just like, I don't know if I could do one more day. Like you, you know, you're at empty. You, you, your tank is dry. A lot of the reasons that I think things take, you know, so much longer than what they should take is because of how many freaking distractions we have throughout the day. Emails, notifications, phone calls, social media, right? There's just, if you work in an office, how many people are in and out of your office? 
So sometimes when I know I need to get shit done and don't know how I'm going to do it, I literally set my alarm for 4 a.m. I wake up. I meditate. I do some breathing. I'm a yogi. I do yoga. I have coffee. I'm at my computer by 5 a.m. So by the time 8 a.m. rolls around, I've had three hours of pure silence, bliss, where I had no distractions but to be able to think about what task I needed to accomplish. So that's like a little secret thing that I do when I'm at burnout, but you know you need to get it done. But that works wonders for me. And I, I feel so good by the time it's nine o'clock in the morning because I've checked such a big thing off my list. That's definitely something very similar to what I practice after reading. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Hal Elrod's book, The Miracle Morning, but it's very much so similar to, you know, the whole wake up 5 a.m., read, journal, all that good stuff in the morning. So I really do love that. Yes, now, it's so good. It's so good. I want to ask you a question because I, you know, this is more so uh, a very selfish question of me, but I want to talk about being a quote unquote overnight success. And, mm. you know, it's it said that overnight successes really do happen in 15 years, but you literally emerged on the scene at such a young age. So what I want to know is like how many years prior to you emerging on the scene, what was it? 06 or 07? 07. Mm -hmm. 07. 07. So like how many years before that were you actually putting in the work before you were, you know, on radio, on TV? Um, you know, doing all these massive things, traveling the world and speaking on a literal, literal global stage, which is absolutely amazing. That, you know, it's really uh, insane to think about it, that it's been, you know, over a decade. Because truly, you know, when I started my first radio show at 16 years old, never did I imagine a career, never did I think, you know, decade-long career, you know, because it's been over a decade already, I thought about being so frustrated that there was no platform for my peers to have conversations just like this, Matt. Like, there was no opportunity for us to learn from each other, inspire one another, empower one another, learn from experts all in different fields all over the country. It was literally, you know, MTV, 16 and Pregnant, and Disney Channel, Hannah Montana in 2007. And I was like, okay, we need more than this. <laughs> and it was also the time where, you know, the teenagers, because the word millennials didn't even exist, we were being talked about so negatively, ways of entitled narcissistic, you know, the demise of the future. And I'm like, okay, we need an empowering platform here. So my, my frustration fueled to passion with equal creativity. And that was the, the, the start of Teen Talk Live, my very first radio show. So my first radio show was on a local AM radio station in South Florida. Like that is how evolved we have come in the past decade. You and I are doing a digital podcast right now. We talked on, we threw in our headphones. We're having this conversation, right? Like I, I had to drive an hour to the station. It was so archaic time. And it was only 10 years, over 10 years, just, you know, 11 years ago, whatever amount of years ago. So this was so local. This was so um, traditional. So the, so overnight success or YouTube sensation definitely doesn't associate, you know, go with me. I started into the traditional method. Um, but by the time I was 18, just two years into working, uh, hosting Team Talk Live and producing the show, I started getting asked by local CBS and Fox broadcast affiliates to create content on behalf of parents looking to understand their teenagers. So that's when all of a sudden things started to evolve. So I would say 
you know, two years into hosting, producing Team Talk Live, of course, and through the Pure Passion Project, not making any money, you know, it took about two years for all of a sudden things to start hitting on monetizing what I was doing. And also those two years were kind of this foundation that I had built so much research, knowledge, information, crowdsourcing, surveying the teenage population um, and being able to really speak on behalf of the next generation. Um, so it was a, a, a it was a two year ramp up before I made you know one dollar, um, and then in two thousand nine, the year we I graduated high school, um, I had put together my first mission trip to Africa on behalf of feminine hygiene care. Um, this again was just a pure passion project. Uh, I got. Joke- Delta Airlines and Kotex to be the sponsors of this mission trip. And we donated hundreds of thousands of sanitary hygiene products into the slums of Nairobi, Kenya, and AIDS orphanages, children's orphanages. Um, it was an absolutely life-changing, incredible experience. And I brought along a CBS and Fox camera with me, uh, made a four-part docu-series that aired on CBS and Fox. And after that happened, Matt, I got a call that totally changed my life and shaped my career uh, from Kotex asked, asking me to be their millennial spokesperson. So this was in 2009. So many people still didn't know, you know, millennial, the term still wasn't mainstream. And it was really the, the boom or the birth of influence marketing. Think about it. This was a brand asking this average teenager who had, you know, just a radio show, not necessarily the Selena Gomez or, or Jimmy Lovato of the world, to be their spokesperson. Um, and, of course, that was a year-long agreement. And I say that was my crash course to influence marketing um, and realized that one-year agreement turned into five years working together. It was a, and... I really, at, at that point, right, I was only like, you know, 20, early, my early 20s by the time that was finished, still while hosting and producing TV and radio, I became this bridge between company and millennial generation of company trying to understand the mindset and marketing to this, to this group of people. How do we do that? What do these people want? Where are they? How, are, how do we influence their purchasing decisions, right? So it was such an evolution as this landscape evolved. Like there was no path, right, Matt? Like, you know, if you want to be a lawyer, there's a path. You want to be a doctor, there's a path. You want to be an accountant, there's a path. My path and trajectory was really seizing the trends, seizing uh, the, the foundation that I had built in radio and television, understanding who the millennial generation was and understanding what what the need was to start monetizing that on consulting and marketing basis for brands, um, which is where all the marketing, you know, scope of work and capabilities came from, all while continuing to produce and host. So I was able to work in front of the scenes and behind the scenes for my clients. So I chalk it up to really riding the wave of the digital and social evolution and always putting, always being a futurist, Matt. Really, I always was, was forecasting the next trend and trying to master it um, so that I was one of the go-to people for it. So millennial marketing influence marketing, um, I was able to really dominate in those keywords because I was doing it and talking about it before people knew it even existed. So it, 
So Matt, that was a really long ass way of saying timing was on my side. You know, <laughs> timing was on my side and being able to really understand who your target audience is and how you can fill the need to, to be the solution. Um, and that was really how I built Chelsea Productions. I love that. I think you had such an amazing mindset at such a young age because I'm in 07, I was a freshman in high school. The only thing on my mind was Jordans and girls. So <laughs> that is amazing. I love it. I love it. Now, what do you feel like contributed to, and I want to respect your time. I know we only got a couple more minutes. Okay. What do you feel contributed to, you know, you becoming an authority figure in your space, you know, in terms of branding? Definitely. Well, so I think I was really aware of the need to brand myself as a millennial expert and marketing strategist because of the, the reality of this new foundation, right? Who are millennials? How do we market to millennials? So solidifying your branding in, in, in solidifying your personal brand, right? Honing your authority, establishing your credibility, building your digital brand presence so that your visually, um, you know, your visual brand is meeting the copy, right? I've always been aware of that since the very beginning. So I've always, I, I just continue to layer and tone my craft as I've evolved over the past 10 years. Um, but I really chalk it up to Starting off in the marketing and influencer marketing space at such a young age, Matt, and being able to being being able to be a millennial within the boom of social media, how lucky were we to be able to really um, take for, be early adopters, first adopters, and then be able to grow influence in a community online that also then became this whole other way to you know influence and monetize because of having an audience equals impressions, equals metrics, equals traffic. This is what brands are looking for, right? So um, it's, 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 as an entrepreneur, you always have to be evolving from within. And whenever you stop evolving or whenever you stop learning, that's when you're going to hit plateaus and your competition is just going to, you know, move past you. Are there so many things that I wish I should have done? Yes. But, you know, everyone's, there's so many things happen for a reason. So I, I wouldn't, I don't regret anything that I've done. And I'm just looking forward to continuing to layer on, on the foundation that's been built over the past 10 years. For sure. Now, I want to squeeze one last question out of you. If What was a piece of advice you were given, whether that was directly, subliminally, or whatever, that you didn't want to hear at the time, but it proved to be true over time? Oh, okay. Aside from, aside from you should learn how to speak Spanish, because <laughs> I really wish that I could speak Spanish, uh, especially living in South Florida. Uh, but in business, in business, I wish that... Everybody's looking to become an overnight success, right? Everybody's looking to become this overnight sensation. There's a lot of exciting entrepreneurs who have, you know, experienced success quickly, um, but you can't base it off of anybody else but your own path. So everybody who's trying to look for that get-rich-quick scheme, right, like you have a rude awakening coming. There is no such thing as a get-rich-quick scheme. Right. So it's a matter of do you have a matter of timing, a matter of skill set and a matter of understanding, you know, who your target audience is to be able to become a success. And I think I wish that 
more people had taught. I wish that I had more guidance early on of how to develop and run a business versus, you know, being a communications major. So because every entrepreneur has to run a business. And I think some entrepreneurs are so focused on the business, right? I'm a dating coach. I'm a, I'm a copywriter. I'm a website developer. I'm an app builder, right? So you specialize that skill set, but you still have to know how to sustain and scale a business, right? So I think it's really the understanding of what it takes to run a business, sustain and scale a business, and then the whole financial component that comes along with it. And that's a whole other conversation of how frustrated I am with the whole curriculum that we go through in high school and college that we're not, it's not mandatory that we have to take, you know, a financial fact finance for beginners class even, right? So we need those skill sets in order to sustain and scale. So always be a student and never think you know it all because you don't, right? Always be asking questions, always surround yourself with people smarter than you, um, and really have a solid understanding of business and finance if you want to be a success as an entrepreneur. Yes, I love that. Now, Chelsea, I want to give you the, you know, the time of day to be able to tell people where they can find you. Oh, that's super easy. Um, everything is, you know, uh, my website, all my social channels are Chelsea Crossed, um, and that's K. Uh, R-O-S-T. Uh, a lot of people think it's Frost, but it's Cross with a K. <laughs> <laughs> um, and every Tuesday night uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I post Millennial Talk Twitter chat, which is such an awesome opportunity to network and learn from experts in all different you know landscapes within the realm of entrepreneurship. So if you are an entrepreneur, then Millennial Talk is for you, basically. Um, and that's a really awesome, um, really awesome opportunity to, to meet fellow entrepreneurs. Uh, and that will kick back up uh, in the new year. We just had our last chat of 2018 this week with uh, the amazing Amy Porterfield, who's like the the master of webinars, um, the queen of webinars. Um, but there's so many great things coming up. I'm really excited. And all you have to remember is Chelsea Process. That this, that all channels, everything, the same. That's awesome. That's awesome. And those millennial talks are really, really fun. I love being a part of them. Now, what special projects do you have going on? Special projects are, wow, there's so much, uh, so much coming up. It's been a crazy end of the year with all great, business development and projects. And um, I think 2019 is going to be one for the books. But one project I'm really so excited about is the launch of uh, my first crypto coin called CrossCoin. And CrossCoin's mission is to truly empower the next generation of female entrepreneurs. Um, it, there's some crazy stats out there. So in 2017, $85 billion was invest, invested by venture capitalists. Only $1.9 billion of that $85 billion was invested in women-led businesses. Wow. And, and here's something just so much great. And then only 0.02% was to female founders of color. So founders of color, you know, women and minorities and just women-led businesses are receiving such a fraction of the attention and investment that, you know, 
men-led businesses are. And it's not right. It's not fair. And if women don't take the initiative to create more mentorship resources, uh, networking, and investment opportunity for other women, then I'm not sure things are going to change. So the mission behind CrossCoin is to really leverage all of our investment and venture capital and growth to fuel more uh, female-led initiatives to empower female entrepreneurs, uh, women of color, and really help the next generation of women not have not have the discrepancies that we've had in the past. Um, so aside from more resources and trainings and workshops across the globe, also the ability to become a VC, you know, Chelsea Productions, become a VC to actually invest in other companies as well. So it's a really big mission of mine. It's, I would say, it's the biggest dream project I've ever put together um, so far. So it's just the beginning and I can't wait to see how we evolve um, in the near future. That's amazing. I love that you're spearheading that and I love to support it anyway. So keep me posted. I would definitely love to help you out with that. And yeah, I want to say thank you for your time and I will be seeing you in New York in May, right? Yes. I'm so excited about that. Hopefully we can maybe see each other before May um, in New York. Right here in New York? Full time? Yeah, I'm in New York full time, yeah. but I would love to come to Florida for a vacation because it is oh. freezing. When everyone escaped that cold, come to sunny South Florida. But I, I'll definitely be in New York prior to May, so we'll have to connect and otherwise see each other and, you know, have an awesome time in May, too. Um, that would be awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Congrats on the podcast. And I can't wait to hear all the interviews. Thank you so much. I appreciate it again. Thank you, Chelsea. Have a good one. And that is a wrap. I am so grateful for Chelsea taking the time out of her day, knowing how busy she is. Like, she is really getting shit done, and it is so amazing to see. Make sure you follow her on social. It's at Chelsea Cross. And don't forget to check out one of her Twitter chats that go down on Tuesday nights. I personally participate in them. They are so engaging, and you want to know what? They are such a great way to network. If you haven't done so yet, make sure you rate, subscribe, and share the show with an individual you think can use it. You all help me hit 100-plus ratings before the end of 2018 and now my new goal is 150 plus by the end of january of 2019 oh and one more thing before i forget if you want a free audiobook on me and the show make sure you head over to audibletrial.com forward slash decoding success with absolutely no strings attached thanks to my new partnership with audible tune in thursday for another episode of decoding success peace